Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon, welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, the Monday Night Review Show. Um, plenty of good positives to talk about. It feels like a, a nice refreshing change to say that. Um, it's me, Craig O'Keefe. I'm joined by our Everton correspondent, Phil Kirkbride. The stat man, John, except he's called Gavin Buckland and Tony Scott, who's um, decided to come and do a little bit of podcasting with us after being on the radio waves all around the, uh, yeah. the city, the media whore that he is. Dirty, dirty media <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. whore. Anyway, let's crack on. We've got, as I say, loads of good things to focus on. Mainly, Phil, three points. What's that? Three yeah. points? Still six. Forgotten about three points. Uh, no, um, impressive in a resolute, dogged, grafting sort of way on Sunday. Um, you know, I thought the performance in the second half was was good. Had, you know, we're nowhere near in terms of quality on the ball that I think Kuman would expect or want eventually. But there was a there was a kind of as we spoke about in, you know in the build up. There was a desire not to get beat. They hung on in the first 15 minutes, and I put in my piece. If you've read it, you know, it was Sean Dyche last week, you spoke about Burnley staying in games, even though they were 1 0 down against Everton under the cosh. And, and they're not quite on the same level, but Everton did that on Sunday. They didn't play well for 20, 25 minutes, but worked hard and worked themselves back into the game. And it paid off. And you know that kind of desire was sort of epitomised and summed up with Balassi's never say die attitude to create the first goal. And from that point on, you never really felt that Everton were in trouble or were in any danger, real danger of losing the game. Okay, just let, let's get the kind of only real negative out the way early, so we can just focus on all the good things. That first 25 minutes, like you said, it wasn't the best. Another slow start. I know Tony will probably want to make mention of that because. I had him down my ear complaining about it half an hour. It was a slow start, though he was right. Um, and against, dare I say, better sides, we could have been punished. And I thought uh, Antonio was, was brilliant, but they didn't really have a proper centre-forward to finish off some of the work. Payet was yeah. creating chances. Yeah. And, you know, with goals uh, in their side, yeah. they might have punished us, Phil, no? I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think we were lucky in many respects in that first 15 minutes. Couldn't get a handle on Payet. Um, there was no energy about them. There was no sort of urgency, and obviously, as it transpires, Ronald said they were nervous, but they can't be using nerves as an excuse anymore. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't buy buy that anymore. They need to be better than that. They're professionals. You know, there's a lot of experience in that team, so I don't really see that as a legitimate excuse, and I would not have accepted it if that had been a case after a defeat. But they overcame it, so credit to them. Um, as I say, it, something something just changed. I haven't watched the full game back, so I couldn't really tell you at what moment. But after that twenty minutes, they just they started they knuckled down. 
and I was impressed with having criticised their game management at Burnley and not being able to see off a game. I was impressed with the way they they stuck out and stayed in a game on Sunday. I think the first half was so reminiscent of a Roberto Martinez type of Everton team. I think it was slow. It would sort of kept the ball and kept West Ham at arm's length. It was it was just um, so what we seen last season. That wouldn't look out of place in it at all. But second half, I think Everton were really at it. Obviously, Cummins had words at half-time. The aggression in the play was there. Players stood up to the plate. Players got the foot on the ball, looked for passes, took players on. I think Cummins told us in the press conference, he said, I wanted them to go on, take players on, do the things. You've got the home crowd behind you. And once, once that That's happened... That's exactly what he said. Yeah, that, it was, wasn't it? It was the way yeah. he said it He said, well. you've got the crowd behind you, get a foothold on the ball and go at West Ham. He was urging them on. Yeah, and then that's what happens at half-time. As soon as, the, as soon as the fans will see the players having a go, they'll respond. That's why the first half was so quiet, because they were letting West Ham have the ball. and there, no, there was no control on the game at all. But one, one line that I'd like to point out on is Ross Barkley's performance before you go any further... I've been critical of him this season, but last yesterday he, he would come to the fore, he was brilliant. His, his attack on play was there, even his possession stats were all to see. He was really good on the eye, and what we've talked about more than most is he was affecting the game. He affected that game so much that he got Sky's man of the match, didn't he? Mm. I, I thought it was wrong myself, but Ross was really stands up. But we've, he, he's, he's accepted a lot of plaudits last night. He's got to then do it against Chelsea. He's no good doing it one in every ten. He's had nine stinkers this season. That's the first good game he's had. Take that on to Chelsea now. Don't, don't make that a one-off. Let's see you carry this on. It's good that into five minutes into the podcast to finally get a word in. You know, <laughs> I mentioned. Uh, yeah, I can just support both views there. Uh, I thought... Um, my my take on the first half is I don't know whether it was the same. Too. I, I thought that the three behind Rome, I thought they played further up the pitch yesterday. So we've had a look at it. Some say we're playing like four two four at some stages. That though, you know, those three players would like sort of lining mm. up near, near, you know, in a line with Rome. If you notice, like quite a few times when the ball came in, Ross is whipped by Rome. On occasion, which, yeah, which, which is what we want. Yeah. Uh, I think the downside of that though is that left a. Gay and Barry a little bit isolated, you know, with, like as a two against playing three or four midfielders. And I think that's why we lost a bit of fluidity. And that's why perhaps they didn't play as well yesterday. It's the only guy as well, but he should have done. You know, none of what he has done in the past. That, that's my first thing. The second thing I'd say about Barkley is I great up, but you judging Ross against his, as you say, his nine stinkers yeah, or whatever yeah. so far this season, not the player he can be. And I, I expect that not to be his best performance of the season. I expect that he can play far better than that. And we just have to be careful here that you're judging it against his poor form, not poor form, but moderate form since yeah. the turn of the year. He's capable, you know, there's still occasions where he just slows the play up, doesn't he? When the ball comes into him in the middle of the pitch, he takes two or three touches rather than just moving the ball on quickly. Mm-hmm. But he did get into the area a lot more, as I say, because I think there must have been something said about getting the three players, as you like, mm. like to say, so by, by Rom, yeah. closer to him. It's no coincidence, Cav, though, sorry, it's no coincidence, as soon as Ross supports Lukaku, that's, that's Lukaku's best game I've seen in the season. Yeah, he did OK. I mean, first half, not so sure, second half, definitely. Um, and Ross could have had, he could have had two or three yesterday, couldn't he? Yeah. I mean, he was unlucky with the, the shot in the first half. That it, you know, it was a great, great block, wasn't he? But um, but that that was my reading of it really is that the f- we looked a bit more effective because the three played further further up closer to Rom. Kuma spoke about Ross off the ball as well, didn't he? He, he liked that more than most. Yeah, he did. He was he was he was 
complimentary about him, and I think, you know, the questions are always going to be there about Ross and Kuman. I think he's starting to accept that he wasn't as t- clearly because he played well. He wasn't as terse or touchy about getting asked about it. Um, but I kind of endorse what you both say. Really, it can't be a case of look. I noticed one of the photographs. We pour over all the pictures taken from the game. We had Colin Lane, our comfortably our best photographer. I'd argue one of the best photographers in, in newspapers at the game for us yesterday. You got some cracking images. I don't know if you saw the one of Dixie Dean, yeah. the mural of Dixie Dean, kind of towering over the uh, the, the Walton skyline there. Um, but you got one as well of Ross, a few of Ross's celebrations, really cathartic stuff, clearly thrilled, pent up, a lot of pent up emotion coming out. And I was loving seeing those celebrations. But then I saw one of them and he's pointing at the, his name and yeah. number on the back of his shirt. Now, for me, I, I don't want to read too much into isolated things like this, and it's probably something most young Premier League players have done at some point, but I don't want him to be... Look, I want him to back himself. That's part of the thing we said week in, week out, is, 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 is sensitivity maybe, or is, is kind of, at times, lack of belief can be a problem. But equally, I don't think it's time to start saying, I'm back, remember mm. the name. But I think it needs to be very much, OK, you've done a much-improved... Yeah. Performance you produced, I should say, much improved performance. But as Gav said, that was still only if you you know on a scale of one to ten, ten being peak Ross, one being you know whatever. It was still only a six, yeah, really. Six seven, yeah, there yeah, were times yeah, when it, yeah. what you said yeah. he was turning the wrong way. But maybe we just expect so but, much of him, and it was just nice to see him. Yeah. And he coped with the expectations, yeah, yeah. didn't he? You know, there was calls that he shouldn't have actually been in in the team for that yeah. game, really. But Cumin persisted with him, and I'm just glad for both of them that he got his rewards there. Yeah, I think I've understood what you said there in terms of that that level of performance for a player of Ross's ability, talent, power, pace, physique should be the base. That should be every week, regardless if if Everton are playing Absolutely, brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, if we're up against it, that should be Ross every week. And I'm hopeful because I, I I always remain hopeful with Ross, and sometimes it may not come across when we talk about him so much. You know, it's difficult. Hopeful that the penny started to drop with Ross now. And he's and he's understanding that he doesn't he isn't one or the other he isn't a ten who doesn't defend or he isn't a defensive midfielder he has to be everything because he's that good and that's what the manager's demanding of him and it, for me he, that was a performance that said to me he's understanding what Kuman wants more because the other ones you'd say he was listening and agreeing and saying yeah I've got to work harder the managers told me I've got to work harder but he didn't really know what that meant. And I think he now is grasping yeah. what that actually means and that and what and how hard he actually has to work because that's as hard as he's worked all season. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right there about Bowser's role because that was typified in the, the, the second goal. Sorry, yeah, the His second goal, goal yeah. Yeah. where he, he created both created and finished. Mm. So he created like a, a midfielder yeah. but finished like a yeah. and, you know a, And then at an advanced stage and, of the game yeah, he had yeah, the yeah. stamina. And the yeah. mental, the mental stamina as well to start it, and then get fifty yards. I know, and also he found space. I know they switched off a little bit. But Still he found, found the space. space. Found yeah, the but space what helped in yeah. that second goal? I don't know if you've noticed it. There's four West Ham defenders in the box and Ross. Right, there's one player, Tom Cleverley, makes a dart and run in front of the front post, takes the four, takes the four West Ham defenders out the game, and leaves Ross on his own back post. I think that run alone makes the goal for Ross. That, that, hasn't, that, that, that hasn't been happening. I, I, sli- I agree, but slightly disagree, because I actually think Lukaku's presence and quality and his performance throughout the game is a major factor in that, in yeah. that goal. Because, yeah, you're right, Tom's run does drag in a couple more, 
But there's, there's already two or three West Ham defenders who were going, we've got to focus on Romney. Yeah, there was four altogether, this fella. There, yeah. There's nobody at the back post. Yeah. Nowhere near him. So Ross is just like, thanks very much. But just, just in that show, yeah, with the support that Rom gets, cleverly based in the box, Rom based in the box, Rom comes alive. But that's what, that's what we said, mm. we've said on this podcast many times, and Ross himself mentioned it last season. He knows he's got to get in the box. And up until Sunday, I don't think he'd done that enough. He's got to act... When we've got the ball, he's got to act like a striker. Yeah. When we haven't got the ball, he's got to act like Gareth Barry. Yeah. And, he, and, and in many ways, that's what Sunday was. It kind of came together, albeit not perfectly, but it was definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, I just think the, the three behinds, Rom's, you know, got forward a lot more and, and he pressed far quicker. But I left, I thought I felt left our midfield a little bit. But depressed, depressed though, didn't he? I mean, yeah, he got forward, didn't he? Morales didn't do much yesterday, no. but he was played further up the pitch. And just but left our midfield too, I thought a little bit vulnerable. But I thought uh, it was a good performance. And I was going to touch on that actually, to be next one. I, said, I mean, Kevin Morales yesterday mm. perhaps didn't rise up and surprise the occasion compared to the he rest of the team. No. We didn't, did, did, didn't do much yesterday. Got dragged off and deservedly so. Was it for the defender in the end? Did Jags mm. come on for him? Pass. I can't remember the end. come on for, did, was it a midfielder? Did Cleverly come on for Morales? Cleverly come on, yeah. might have come on for yeah, him. So that yeah, shows yeah, you the yeah. attacking player. And there's, there's Cleverly coming in, darting in the box, making goals. Morales has been on the pitch. Yeah. I, not to yeah. affect the game one shot. What do you think about Morales, Greg? Uh, I think his, his time's, if not up, is rapidly approaching the, uh, the twilight of his, of his Goodison career. I just, I just, as I said last week, I think... Um, I think it just might be time for a change for him and for Everton. And I think January will almost inevitably um, ensure that happens when, when he gets a player who can do on the right what uh, Balassi can kind of do but wherever he plays. It's worth mentioning Balassi, isn't it, as the mm, flip side? Because yeah. I feel like Morales, I, I'm just kind of at wit's end with him, really. He doesn't seem to grasp any opportunity do he gets. You, do you feel, I feel this with Kevin watching him every, every week. He comes out the traps with all the best intentions in the world, kicks off the game, and he's, he's, he, he wants to press, he, he wants to get the ball, he, he wants to run them with pace, and then after about 15 or 20 minutes when nothing's happened, he just disappears. But Billy doesn't affect the game, does he? I mean. he doesn't yeah. get a hold of the ball, it's always here or there and on the periphery of games. When you look at, if you look at him over the last two or three seasons, you're going... What have you done? What, what, you been what I mean. if, he's, if he's been on from the start, how often in games, in the 75th, 85th minute, is he still right at yeah. it? And he's starting games, he's starting matches. He's I think that's because of the lack of options. Oh, of course. He's had isolated moments here and there, hasn't he? You know, where he scored important goals, but I just don't think he's a player you can rely on yeah. in any capacity, really. Well, I've been critical of him and, and all season, and deservedly so, in my opinion, but there's another uh, player who was... Very critical of this year, and he, this year, he wiped me eye yesterday with Brian Oviedo. I thought he was outstanding for Everton yesterday. He covered the centre halves, which is great to see. It doesn't really happen in Premier League football these days. A full back covering the centre half, which he's done very well yesterday. His defensive duties were great. Attacking, superb. I thought he was one of the outstanding performers yesterday, Brian Oviedo. He set up uh, Ross, didn't he, for yeah. the, uh, in the first half? I think, do you think Morales is suffering because? The fullback doesn't bomb on as much under Cumin, so that because he's not he's not natural winger as such as he's not he's not gonna but he's, he's not gonna get to the byline. Is he's he not the wide But he say he say he shouldn't get to the byline. But shouldn't shouldn't somebody have, have apparently Kevin's 
the talent and pace yeah. be able to do that? Should he not be able to reinvent himself under Ronald Koeman because yeah. he's got on paper the physical attributes that Koeman wanted and we know that Koeman was looking forward to working with Kevin because he felt he could be an important player but I, I reckon if you ask uh, Ronald he'll be yeah. of all the players that he's worked with inherited I think Kevin will be one of the biggest disappointments yeah I, I was just thinking because sometimes like he, he's the classic inside house isn't he but he likes to go inside doesn't he and I think when when Baines is playing, especially bombing on, he'll bomb down the left and, and he'll create space when he because somebody will, will cover Baines' run and that just creates space for Kevin if he's got the ball to move into, which he did quite a lot in his first season. I think with nobody bombing on and he's not because he's not not natural wide player as such, it sort of leaves him. As you say, what's his role in the team and has he got the skills? But I do agree that regardless, that he should be should be doing a bit more. But I do think he's a bit he's he's a bit like sort of. Uh, hamstrung by the fact that the um, that the fullback's not bombing on. But should somebody who's played international football, played in the Premier League for what five, four, five, four um, and a half, five years now, be affecting as we keep saying games? Yeah, yeah, he should be. He should be. But I think he he maybe is a little bit vulnerable because of the the way. Uh, Ronald's kept the full backs back a little bit. I, I bet yesterday, obviously, it was excellent, wasn't he? Yeah. Two, just two quick ones. Uh, firstly, it, it seems as we're eating a bit of humble pie. So your best pass is a slice of that because I suggested in the team selector on, <laughs> on Friday that Seamus Coleman's place shouldn't be guaranteed, and I even kind of said maybe it's time to bring in Mason Holgate. I think um, Seamus, you know, was 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 good on Sunday, one of his better games in recent weeks. Certainly, um, you know, shut me up. Uh, I think defensively he was, he was very solid, which is always, you know, something that you expect from a full back of his stature and an international player. Uh, I still don't really think that his delivery in the final third is ever going to be good enough to kind of be considered a, one of the best right backs in the Premier League or something like that. It's just too inconsistent. But it wasn't an issue on Sunday. It didn't cost us. I thought he was he was really good. And then secondly, I just wanted to say as well with Tom Cleverley, mm. we touched on it in the stuff we wrote after the game, Phil. Mm. Um, I was really interested by what he brought. I know it was only a briefish cameo, 20 minutes, in the number 10 and in the long term I'd like us in January to go and sign a player who's certainly you know hopefully a better candidate to play that role long term uh, than he is mm. but I think be- between now and then what he did Tony you mentioned mm. his run b- yeah. before Barkley's goal I thought generally his, his movements and his, and his use of the space around him his alertness and his willingness to graft I, I'd say he's an option to play there I'd more say often. He's, he's starting on Saturday, isn't he? Well, Chelsea. yeah, because he played there at Wigan, didn't he? Yeah. That's not much of an endorsement, but <laughs> generally speaking... It's he scores a lot of Premier League goals he did. There, It's he? a role that he's familiar with, and I seem to recall an interview at some point where he said, I think he was asked, I think he said that was his favourite position, that's where um, you know he'd like to make his mark, and Martinez once said that he could play there, and I'll <laughs> take that with a massive pinch of salt, because he said it. The same manager who didn't want to sign Dimitri Payet as Phil, <laughs> as Phil recalled in his, uh, his stuff over the weekend. But yeah, listen cleverly for me. I prefer him to see him there than I would scurrying round in a you know a three-man midfield where he gets kind of lost. I, I think he did enough to deserve maybe another goal there. Gav, I, I disagree. Um, not starting ten. I don't think he's got the quality on the ball to affect the game again. Yeah. As a starting ten, I think in that situation when the game's stretched, I think he's more effective as a ten. But I would, you know, given the suspension to Idrissa Gay, I would be, be comfortable with Tom dropping in as one of the however many holding midfielders Koeman decides to pick for Stamford Bridge because of that energy. 
Would he affect the game more than Kevin Morales, Tom Coverley? That's what no, I'm saying. Well, the problem is I'd we tried him out there. He did on Sunday. Now, we had, we, how many times did he play on the left or on the right under Martinez, certainly early on? He played a lot out there and didn't, he didn't really work. But he was central yesterday, wasn't he? That's what I'm mm. saying. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I don't think, I personally said, don't think as a 10. Yeah. Centrally deeper, using his energy, using his, you know, his, his, his simplicity on the ball, you know, win it back, pass it. I think I think you waste or lose what he's bringing most to the team if you play him at ten. Yeah, I I I think he's played against Palace City and yesterday, hasn't yeah, he? Defense, yeah, yeah, he's came off and he's actually done those three games as a, yeah. a package. He's actually done okay. Yeah. I'm I'm a sort of half and half really. I I don't see him as a ten, but he he has he definitely. A space there or thereabouts in the team at the moment, um, but it's interesting. The other one from yesterday, which we need to discuss, is, is Jags. Oh yeah, not playing. Course, yeah, skipping. Um, which is an interesting call. Uh, Ronald said after the game, I think he said that he wanted to to rest him. He said the fitness uh, issues basically aren't going to be the same as what they were. In a nutshell, that's what I come across today. Getting on, he's getting on. Yeah, thirty-four. Thirty-five. He said. We've Not got, a match with being 34, by exactly the way. Exactly, good age. Yeah. You've got to test, I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I still, uh, you know, a testing period over November, December, and in the new year, Koeman said, and it felt it's important to keep him rested and refreshed. And I have to say, the more he went into it after the game, it didn't sound... I was a bit sceptical when he initially, when that was what was coming out before the kick-off. I thought, no, he's not been rested, he's been dropped. And I know Phil might, might, might say similar... But uh, yeah, I just I'm still not having Funes Mori, so I I think you know you you put him in the side at your peril. But uh, I can understand what he means about Jags. I mean, he certainly speaking to me dad and brother last night who've got season tickets, and they were both saying that you know, they felt it was a, a perfectly justified decision given how ropey they felt Jags has been in, in the last few weeks. I understand that, but Funes Mori to me, he just looks dodgy. He looks like an accident waiting to happen. He's aerial threat yesterday. He's he coped quite well, but let's put in put, put it into context. West Ham didn't have a centre forward on the pitch. If West Ham have Andy Carroll on the pitch, that's a different game yesterday. <laughs> no you, two ways about it. Do you think that might have influenced them not playing Jags now on that? That actually, if Andy Carroll had played, do you think he would have played Jags yesterday? Possible. If they, you know, Possible. Yeah. I, I, thought I think it was a big call to, to leave your captain off. Yeah. It's a big call. It, it is. is a big call, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, I thought... Drop, rested, whatever. There was obviously you, you might have been saying there like you were tired, of, you know, mentally tired of, after Man City and Burnley. And well, that rest, yeah. You sorry know. to interrupt. He said actually I was considering making yeah. that change before the Burnley game, and I thought, well, I can't really drop him after City. Yeah, I, I was thinking about resting. Well, there's a two-week international break coming up after uh, after the 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 the, 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 the Chelsea game. But having said that, you know, and, and let's face it, we won. And if Jags comes back in the next game. And you know, he was back to his old self. You know, the proofs in the pudding, isn't it? Really? Well, maybe Ronald's thought. Well, there's a good chance Jack will be called up by England. Yeah. Might play, so I'm going to enforce a rest on him by not playing him. You know, look, we we said at the game, didn't we? That initially I thought, oh, he's dropped him here because of he had a bit of a his distribution in particular at Burnley wasn't great. But then when he when he explained his reasons, it kind of makes sense, and I. I, I would be f- fully expecting to see Jags restored to the team on Saturday. But 
Uh, I'm also expecting to see Funes Murray still in there. I think we'll play three at the back. Yeah. Do you yeah. think he'll play Funes against Costa? Well, he'll play in the left, won't he? Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, given the suspension to address again, the lack of midfield options, I don't think we'll play 4-3-3 like we did at City because who? Because you can't because you've only got Barry and Cleverly, and you haven't got another central midfielder to play where Guy would play. So I think they're going to have to go 3-5-2, and I suspect he would ask the you play obviously two wing backs, Barry and Cleverly, and I think the other midfielder will be Ross. I think he'll say to Ross, look. Yannick and Rom will be the front two. Yannick will drop in, mm. but you're going to have to do a defensive job for me. Another player we obviously just briefly we haven't spoke about. You come in and performed quite admirably as Joel Robles done a job there, yesterday, oh, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he was really good, wasn't he? He commanded his penalty area. He made the saves that you know, you know, the kind of saves that you might expect him to actually make, but there were no hints of a clangor in them, which is something you can't say in the past. There's one for the cameras, wasn't there, from <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sky here. He, you got this. Yeah. He enjoyed that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Have a bit of that, and then he gets <laughs> over. Yeah, really. I thought his kicking and distribution yeah. was good, and um, you know, I thought he he reminds everyone that I st- I wouldn't listen this to Kellenberg as Cumin says. Is going to be all right for next for next Saturday, and I still would say that Stigallenberg should start. But if he wasn't, then I would have a lot less concern than I would have previously uh, at the prospect of Joel going back in. We haven't even mentioned Balassi yet, and you know yeah. his, his con- well, you know, not in any depth. His contribution was perhaps aside from Lukaku was uh, was key certainly with that first goal. Uh, Phil said, "Never say die." That's what you want to see, isn't it? Now, we saw kind of the two sides of Balassi, didn't we? <laughs> we saw we saw that. Um, it was a good story on the website today. We should have that Rabona yeah. effort. I don't know. Look, it's different to be chasing the game and, and say, for example, Lanzini tried the shot. When they yeah. were, I think they were 1-0 one, one or 2-0 down. 1-0 one down. 1-0 down, yeah. And um, just tried to do it. And you turn your head out if you're a West Ham fan. Do you think that's, that was that performance was everything why Yannick Balassi hasn't gone to the very highest level? Yeah, I think so. Because what basically why Evan got him over say a city or Yeah, because yeah. because he offered he offered so much. He was he was trying to force the issue mm. in, the, in the first half of late on. He was the one that was trying to make things happen. He creates the goal in the second half. He's a constant threat. He's big, strong, he's quick, but he also does mad stuff. <laughs> and, but he has an impact on the game, doesn't he? That's what I like about him. He doesn't shy away from but it. But he's but it's his level of consistency. He's so up and down. I think I think the biggest clubs would go, that scares me. And you know, it, it must be I think it's a concentration thing because why on earth are you trying to rebona in that position? You should use your left foot. Yeah. Does that sum up? Yannick yeah, I, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I think when he went off, you know, I think there was a few rumblings in the crowd that we've actually seen a little bit too much of the showboating in. And yeah. I think I think he, he was a good time to, to bring him off because there was a couple of times. He, I mean, he, he ran with off the ball at one stage. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, you know, he's just, box office. Just for that box tackle office. alone, obviously for the assist. That's it. That was brilliant, and that set Everton alight. And it's just that sheer will to win that ball in front of two West Ham defenders, yeah. and Rom has a tap in. 
I thought I thought it was a big win for us yesterday because it's just bought us a bit of time, hasn't mm. it? Because we're not won yesterday. We go to Chelsea, which I know we'll talk about later on the week. But like, and if you don't get anything at Chelsea, you've gone like seven games then without a win, haven't you? Going into the international break, which is it's a, not just that. There's a there was a gap, gap there. If everyone yeah. would have took three points yesterday, there was like a four or five point yeah. gap separating from. The t- and, and the good thing is, if you have a look at the table, there's now a six point gap between us and mid table, isn't it? Yeah. So like, it was a big win in yeah. like lots of respects. So. Um, you know, and as you say, that starts at Balassi doing, doing that tackle, yeah. doesn't it? Pop, pop quiz for you. Which member of the podcast and squad managed to break his metatarsal attempting a Rabona on the pits and curtails during five side match once? I'm looking at me, Scott. <laughs> 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 You're hopping around the echo for weeks <laughs> on crutches because he tried to do a Rabona pass and I'll never forget it. He was in plaster for about six months. Indeed he was. Yeah. Um, so, right. Interestingly, sorry lads, I've got a couple of stats here. So what used to say if you're so surprised? Leave it, Gav, it's not worth it. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not after your <laughs> crown. Yeah, yeah. like, these are Premier League stats, not Everton ones. So I want you to see if you're surprised or not from Go Everton's on. one. Um, 21 crosses per game, Everton, the fifth best in the league. Surprising or not? Nope. Yannick's no. probably hit all yeah. of them. Yeah. Long balls per game, the most in the Premier League. Oof. Everton are? Yes. No, that does surprise me. That's surprising. Cooper loves a long ball, though, yeah. he said it. That does surprise me. Most, most in the league. Most in the league. Because they weren't allowed to play any in the past two and a half seasons. <laughs> exactly, now it looks <laughs> yeah. like it's in the air. Let's just hit every day. I wonder, who, I wonder if you can break it down. Who would have played most of them? Jags. Jags, yeah. Jags get on the end yeah. of that. So Jags, Jags Fantastic. Yeah. Long diagonals. <laughs> Shots blocked. 4.7 per game. Oh, Only Burnley oh, have blocked oh, more. Oh, us blocking shots. Us blocking shots. Our defence right. blocks more shots than anyone. Obviously, Burnley block more shots. No, I, I, would, uh, I would not surprised about that. Because Williams and Jags are pretty good, aren't they? Uh, the one that surprised me more than most, and it annoys me about full-backs more than anything, crosses blocked. 3.6 per game, more than anyone else in the league. Well, that surprised me because I always see block more crosses. Block more crosses, yeah. <laughs> that surprised me because I'm forever seeing Baines and Coleman with their hands behind the sides and not throwing, not yeah. blocking. Yeah. Oviedo last week, um, the other week against Manchester yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of things there, isn't it? Some of these are really marginal, isn't it? Like you know, we'll be top, but like the tenth on the list will have like three point four. You <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Really, but it could be argued actually that clubs know actually we're not very good at crosses, so we'll attack us a lot more on yeah. the wings. Don't you know? You know, sometimes stats to the bit. You know, there's some Who needs some gaff? Yeah, he needs him. <laughs> Two more for your gaff. Two more for your gaff. Defensive tackles per game, second best in the league. It's just a gate to take yeah. about. He's, yeah. yeah, he's got league high, hasn't he? Tackles attempted. Yeah. And the shots on targets from us, offensively, fourth best in the league. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. The long ball one for me, I'm massively surprised. Yeah. Seven don't look to me as if they're a long ball team under Ronald yeah. I wish that was written on the back of a bet and slipped out of the way. Yeah, no, that is interesting, long ball. Yeah. yeah. Which surprises me because when I'm watching Everton, they don't, it doesn't come across as if they're just whacking it up to Rom, does it? It, it doesn't, but doesn't that kind of underline what Phil said in, in his introduction right at the start, really? That I don't think we're yet to, to click into probably the, the entertainer style, not, not saying that Koeman particularly is, is asked about being entertainers, but... We haven't really clicked into top gear yet, have we, in terms of... Like, we've not, no, we've not played anyone off the park, no, have we? I feel that he's had to strip everything back completely yeah. to the bare bones right? we're starting again. And, you know, if we have to play percentages for six to eight months mm, yeah. to get us up the league, we'll play percentage mm. football. We've, t- we've talked about a number 10 quite recently and Ross. 
one player that plays in that role is a certain way, Rooney. Oh, was it? Now, a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people out there would like to see our thoughts on Wayne Rooney coming back to Everton. Greg, you can go first. You from the year. Yeah. Rooney back to Everton. Yay or nay? I wrote a piece in the summer saying yay. Saying that, you know, they were talking about, and I think we, we podded about it. Until the cows came <laughs> yeah. out, didn't we? Yeah. We, uh, world-class signings and, you know... Uh, what was, what was that phrase that must have, we must have heard a million times? Marquee. Marquee. Marquee signing. Yeah. Uh, what is a marquee sign? Anyway, yeah. listen back on the summit. But basically, I felt at that time, you know, Mishiri might have, one of his ways of signalling his intent might have been to go and, you know, bring Rooney home, as I said. Now, a um, few people, several of them in my own household, said yeah. it was over emotive um, crap and that he's, he's finished and why should we go and pay... 300 grand a week for a player just on the sentimentality reason that you know he was a brilliant prospect or player when he was at Goodison etc I still think that I agree that we wouldn't possibly make sense or wouldn't make sense to, to sign him and pay him where he's on at United but if there was a possibility he would come for where, however long it was a season or two on a reduced wage uh, you know and I don't think he needs the money then <laughs> <laughs> And then, you won't be on the breadline yeah, yeah, Exactly. Right? And then, you know, whether or not after that he could go and play in China where he would certainly get the money. But then, you know, Rooney's a funny one, isn't he? Whereas Gerard and others have been able to go to America and extend the career by two or three years. It feels like at the moment Rooney's sort of like, I think he's younger than them, but he isn't in terms of miles on the clock. So what I'm getting around to saying is if we could get him on less uh, on a reduced wage package... I still think it's it's worth exploring, but the big question is, we've spoken at length about Ross already. Mm. If you bring him in, what does that do to Ross? Off the pitch, I can see it makes sense for Everton. Marketing makes, wise, marketing wise, you 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 brought in one of the most famous players currently playing in world football, whether you like it or not. He's known all around the world. Yeah, big massive name, record goal scorer in England's history. He's coming home. He'd make, he's Everton will become front and back pages if he, if he, if he comes home, mm. whether you like it or not. So I can see what it's got to do for Everton off the pitch. On it, I'm not sure. I think his legs have gone. Would he make Everton better? There's an argument for yes. I think he makes any team better, you know. There's an argument for yes. Yeah. But I think it'll... it'll it's surprising for me that Ronald Koeman's so open about it that he'd love to sign him because he doesn't seem like a Ronald Koeman player. But does that not... Does that not make you th- the fact that Ronald was so open about it, as you say, and yeah. so like refreshingly honest, and said we would definitely be pleased, as, as he said, if he was an option? Does that not make you kind of reassess your own belief that Rooney wouldn't be on the pitch quite the right fit? Do you go? Maybe I mean I was I would think it was a good move, but when Ronald said it, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it definitely makes sense, yeah. But where would he play them, Philip? Ronald, oh. if Cummins so adamant that he'd love to sign him, mm. where the hell does he play? Well, we had this discussion before. Is he is he a better ten than Ross? Yes, as it stands, I think. But does he? Is it again? We talked about Jags being dropped because Ronald picked the eleven that he thought would win the game. Is that that not? Is it not the same scenario that right Rooney goes yeah. and plays at Chelsea and he stands right by Ron and when we get the ball he creates? Oh, you know, whatever. Hypothetically yeah. speaking, is it that not the situation? And I, I said to Greg before I said. Because he, he, he raised the same point. He said, is he not stifling Ross? I said, well, put it this way. If you said today, right, you, you can get uh, Rooney in for Chelsea on Saturday, but you've got to play him, you'll play him on the left. Would he improve your team? Yes. 
because Kevin Morales is offering yeah. naff all. But yeah, uh, but, but, sorry, sorry, Gav. His legs seem to have just been yeah, gone, yeah, gone completely. When has he ever relied on his pace? Well, I understand that, but to play for Everton under Ronald Koeman, yeah, he yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah. He wants like, no, it, get, it just goes that. against everything what yeah. he stands for. I yeah. can't see the logic behind it. He's going on about aggression in your face and he wants yeah. his former yeah, players like, yeah. pressing. Rooney that. is never going to press a defender in a month of Sundays. No, no, I, I don't yeah. get it. I mean, there's a few, there's a few points where it might. The, the, my first thought when I heard about this is like, if Rooney's the answers, what, what's the question? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what, you know, if he's the, what, are, what are we trying to resolve here? Yeah. Lack I mean, of creativity, yeah, lack of craft. Yeah. You know, and you know, do we want? Is it is it something that we want to be sentimental about? You know, um, as you say, Tony, there's the commercial aspect. Oh, it'd be unbelievable! Why exactly? Well, you know, what 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 is the question you're trying to answer? Like, what, why are we signing him? The, the, the other thing is, and I thought Ronald's answer was very cute in the, the press conference. He never says I'll be pleased, well pleased to sign Rainer. He said to, he said to have the option mm. of signing. So mm. he's basically said because the one thing he couldn't say there is, well, we're not going to sign Rainer and he's passed it and he's got, as Greg would say, he's got miles mm. on the clock. Does that make bigger headlines than sort of what he said? He just said, I would please have the option of signing. Not that we are going to But he could have sign. said, Gav, he's not a player that I'm interested uh, in. He no, could have said, he no, doesn't no, play for Everton. He's just keeping his options open there, but he's not He's, he's, but he's not opening the door completely. So I, I think I think it was a cute answer, and by you'd expect somebody with his experience and, and know how. Mm. I thought it was very cute, but I do think that, that it was reported, not necessarily here, out of context. I said that out of context that he's definitely going to sign him. Well, actually, he just he just said it would be an option. I think that the way he just thinks about a year and a half left, hasn't he? Rooney, something like that. Year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think you could probably do a deal with United. So, I think that's definitely doable. But to me, I just don't get it. I don't. I don't see why he's want to sign him for the simple reason that he'd add us a bit more than what we got at the moment. But sign somebody else who's younger. They'd add more as well. And I, would I, they have the experience, the know-how? Would they be able to pick the lock in those games that we've banged on about when we play Bournemouth at Goodison? We've got all the ball, we do naff all with it. You say play like, Wayne Rooney. But as Greg was said, he's you know he's he's run his he's run his race, hasn't he? He's he's thirty, he's thirty-one. He's been what fourteen years into this season. It'll be be fifteen years, won't it? As a tough light player and played hundred odd games, thing that that's a hell of a lot of mm. of of. Mm. of do, do you want to be building a team like Ronald does over two years or whatever with Wayne in? I'm not sure. Will Wayne come to Everton just to make up the numbers and be on the bench for half when he can sit at United for 300 grand a week? On the, but is it, no, it's I mean, a good, like, you know, it's a good just, point. Well, Koeman's a three-year man. Yeah, it's it's one's gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, will Rooney make Everton better right now? Yes. No, no but, not a, but, but not when we've got like a... You know, I wouldn't say a war chest, ain't that phrase, but not <laughs> when we've got a lot of money to buy potentially a younger, more mobile, better player who can do more than what Wayne can. Well, could... If, playing devil's advocate, sorry, Gav. Rooney comes in for two seasons and we get and we get into the top four. But after that two seasons, he's not good enough. But we can we can get in a ready-made replacement because we're in the Champions League. Yeah. I know we're jumping yeah. ahead of ourselves. Well, it's, you know it's, I mean? it's, it's hypothetical. Yeah. Like, the here and the now, as we were saying, is is what, what would you rather do? Spend whatever it is on... I mean, the, I'm not sure what the, what the fee, fee would be yeah, involved. And there's wages. For somebody who you know is a busted flush, 
you know, is to he? be fair. Is he I think I think he is. If you so want, you, you and Tony are saying he's finished, basically. If he wants, if Tony wants to play, yeah. But he gets reinvigorated playing for Everton, that relaunches his career. That you know, that could be that could be an aspect that needs to be looked at. But I just don't. I don't, when we've got money available and we want to we want to be building, I don't see why you'd want to go out and buy Wayne other than a potential cheap, not cheap, uh, short-term fix when we've got money to buy younger, stronger, fitter players who are more another, who can, another, who do what Ronald wants to do. Another spin on this: Do you think Everton struggled to attract big names in the summer? Didn't he? Struggles all season long to attract the yeah. players that they yeah, want. Yeah. Axel Witzel, one matter, whatnot. Do you think if Everton signed Rooney in January in the summer, that will help Everton to attract bigger names? Come one, come all. We, we, we had this conversation, yeah. didn't we, in the summer? Would um, it would it help Everton to attract bigger names to the football club if Wayne Rooney signs for Everton? I, I can see the commercial side to a degree, but I think Rooney signing Everton would be like news for about a fortnight, and then there'll be there'll be other stories that take it over. Uh, I'm not. It goes back to what I was saying before in the summer. Is what would you do? Would you rather say to somebody, "Yeah, yeah, mate, here's hundred grand a week and play with Wayne Rooney"? When there's another club who'll offer you yeah, hundred and fifty thousand pound a week, which club are you going to go to? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not going to go to the club just to play with Wayne Rooney, are you? you know, yeah, the, but it's Everton, market forces will determine whether you. you of you, course, you, it you does, but it. it helps. It helps if Everton but, become front and back page because Rooney sounds for Everton. It only enhances Everton's chance of bringing big plays to the club, of course. Or does it show, like, well, actually, I'm not sure about their ambition because they're signing somebody's 31, 32, and I think it's sentimental. I don't know. Yeah, but Coogan's not sentimental, though, is he? He just wants to make Everton better than that's why I don't think and, I, and I appreciate, you make a really valid point about, and you and Tony say, you know, he doesn't fit the model in terms of athleticism and stuff. Yeah. But if Coogan is at least thinking about it, yeah, that says to me... He could, he could, he could imagine a place for him in the team. He would never, ever buy somebody for sentiment. Yeah, it's not interested yeah. in that. Start, he just wants to make Everton better in two years' time. St- starting eleven team squad. I, I don't, don't know. It's as weird. I thought it was a very, very clever answer he gave. It was. He says, it, it, was it was. A, I'd be pleased to have the option of signing. If if he turns it on and defies what is becoming, you know, the groundswell of opinion, and he has a really strong. A period between now and January. Does that change what you're thinking, or are you still have the same? Talking Rooney. Rooney, mm. yeah. No, I just think I, I, I just I can't make it work for me. Okay. On so many different. Yeah, levels, yeah, better ones. All right, then. If Rooney had never played for Everton before, yeah. would would you still be interested in signing? No, it'd make it even less inclined yeah. to sign. Yeah, let's let's all right. Let's kind of cut to the quick. <laughs> saying Rooney sign him, and you know. Should we say now? Obviously, yeah, we can't. Yeah, for, but for would you take him in January? Yes or no? So, for off for commercial, yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> for commercial reasons and what it'll do for Everton Football Club, yes. So that's a yes then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a yes <laughs> on the pitch. I'm, I'm, it's a yes. <laughs> Greg, I'll ask myself. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Gav. I'm clearly in the no. Uh, yes. Yeah, there you go. I didn't think we'd. I thought it'd be. His legs haven't gone. He needs a pre-season with Klutenberg. I'll sort it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That should have been. We could have got a ten-hour podcast on <laughs> that subject alone. Like, yeah. 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 Well, it, it is. You know. Again, it is interesting. But one player whose, whose legs certainly haven't gone, and ask West Ham about this is Lukaku. I thought I've been at times. I was a touch, Greg. 
His touches, still not the best. Oh, I was just running the channels. It was very good, good yesterday. Lad, he absolutely like grafted his backside off. I think I wouldn't have a word, negative thing to say about his display yesterday. Certainly in the second half, largely. First half, now I've got no particular complaints. But I think his, his fitness, arguably he's never looked fitter. I thought, um, mm. they were, like you said, they were terrified of him. Mm. Now clearly there's history then, but that's the form he's in at the moment. I dread to think, don't be a misery, but I dread to think what would happen if he was injured. But, you know, touch wood, he, he's been quite robust this season. He He's a major, major, major he thing. He's, he's actually quite robust, if you think about the game. He hasn't missed many games forever. No, generally speaking, no, he hasn't. No, he, he really no, hasn't. He's been quite lucky. He's tried to play through injuries as well and stuff like that, you know, his toe and things like that. Good I, I, just, I just worry, you know, if he, if he carries on like this... Does it get to January in a club that are off off the pace, maybe in like the a, a big club in the Champions League thing? Let's, let's yeah. try and get it if down. We're, if we're knocking back fifties from Chelsea, then yeah. you, you talk. What are you talking now? Yeah. Well, this is it. Arguably, eight, arguably eight, the eight best centre forwards in the Premier League right now. Uh, on There's not many centre forwards that guarantee you twenty goals this season. Harry Kane, if he stays injured, he fit free. Sergio Aguero and Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. The only three yeah, centre forwards on form. He's, he's been best. Costa. Costa, he's playing well. Costa, he's playing on, well. Costa, playing on form, he's been better than Kane. I'd say Aguero maybe edges it, um, and you know Costa's had, had a bit of a go. But well, we've seen, I don't see, I don't see Jenny being an issue. Yes, yeah, somebody might try and, and 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 make a bid, but Rom, for everything that he might be, doesn't strike me as the sort of person to go in after one game of the season, commit, and say I'll stay for another year, and then start agitating in yeah. January. What does yeah. he gain? Well, I'm just thinking, me know, right? Oh, let's not run worry about no, it as agents. Super I, Mario. I, I think I touch one might come back to haunt me, but I don't. I don't see it being an issue. Johnny. Yeah, there might be rumours if he continues playing as he is, but the summer's a different kettle of fish. I think, sorry, I think the importance of what he is to Everton—it's just unbelievable, isn't it? We've seen Everton have scored 15 goals this season, seven goals from Rom, three assists. <laughs> That's that speaks for two itself. He, the he's goals, he's yeah. involved in two thirds of Everton's goals. Yeah. Without him, we are nowhere near the, the team we are. Yeah. That's but, how important. But the only su- I mean, I watched Spurs on Saturday and you know West Ham yesterday with clubs who without, without, without their first choice striker, and you could see the big difference between them the way they play compared to last season. Imagine you know? Ron playing for West Ham yesterday, and Everton yeah. didn't have it. I thought yeah, I thought it was good at the end because he did look, look that. You know that photograph of when he was a kid and he looks like massive compared to yeah. At the end, yes, he did look like a, a, an older ch- child with younger <laughs> yeah. kids in the schoolyard. You know, when he got the ball and everybody yeah. was just bouncing off him and he, you could tell everybody was scared of him, you know, mm. not scared, I wouldn't say that about yeah. professional football, but they were wary of, you yeah. know, wary of him, you know. And that was great to see. And, you know, you can't complain, can you? Seven, yeah. seven goals. And, you know, the, you, you know with Rom as well, you think that he's only tapping into maybe 60-70% of his potential at the moment yeah. and that, that's that's the great thing about it isn't it really yeah, yeah. You know? I know he, he wants me about the touch thing and that you know that's just a bugbear but I'd say there's still a little bit of a, a caveat that as you've just said like we said about Barkley there is more to come oh, from, yeah, from Rob yeah, 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 yeah. there is more to come if he can play like that like you know with those patches he was unplayable in that second half wasn't it yeah. now he can be uh, it sounds like one of the football manager cliches as good as he wants but he can be one of the world's best strikers if he can find a way to do that every week well can you imagine him in three or four years time frightening it's going to be unbelievable isn't it? you would hope so you would hope so but some people 
he progressed with Stephen Bates, don't you know? Yeah. Um, How much credit to Koeman for that, though, for what he's done so far this season? It's difficult because he was, you know, he scored 25 goals last season, didn't he? So has Koeman changed? I mean, this is all round play. As all round play has improved tenfold. Because yeah. I think Koeman's gone. It's my way or the highway. You do all the other stuff, yeah. or you don't. Your team would play, but I'll start yeah. the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening, is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very much. Uh, yeah. This is how you play football. Yeah. And you you will play it this way because I'm Ronald Koeman and I tell you to. Yeah. Definitely. He's been tremendous, Phil. Um, you'll be off to Southport mm. in a few hours. The 23s have got Chelsea. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, preview that game for us before we wrap up. Um, first game since the mini derby defeat, so um, big opportunity for Hunzi's lads to bounce back if they win. They'll go top of the table because Man City beat Liverpool on Friday night. Looked impressive by all accounts and have gone top by a couple of points. Um, yeah, so no, it'll be a really interesting game. See how they react. Um, Chelsea traditionally, certainly in the last few years, have had really strong youth teams. You know, I think. They've had a bit of a stranglehold on the Youth Cup, haven't they, at that mm. level? Uh, be a good game, interesting to see what the pitch is like at Southport. It's usually around that time of year that it starts cutting up a touch. Um, yeah, no, interesting. Looking forward to seeing Calvert Lewin again, seeing if he's learned from that experience with sort of getting schooled a little bit by Mamadou Sacco. No, no shame in that. He's, a pre- he's an international footballer um, and he was on the bench, of course, on Sunday. Yeah. So. Big game, big game for the lads, and yeah, confident enough anyway. It's just about so encouraging to see him on the bench yesterday. Sends out the right, right sort of signal. It does, but I think it shows how the depth of our squad if Rom gets injured. Yeah, I think that's what it it shows you, doesn't it, more than anything. Who had uh, the score, by the way, in predictions? I said three one. I think I yeah I said point two what did I say two one or two all anyway I, I know I wasn't right I, put it that way. I had one all. It was close yeah. when Robles made the Hollywood <laughs> save. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't think I was there, but I'll claim I said <laughs> Very good. I like it. Yeah, well, no, it's great. Loads of talking points. And as I say, nice to have some positives to get our teeth into. Let's hope long may it continue. Um, we're going to regroup before uh, before the weekend to talk Chelsea and a very challenging and um, different type of prospect when we go down to Stamford Bridge and have a go at uh, Costa and Conte and Co. Thanks for listening.